and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have uh, our guest, the second week in a row. Yay. We have Language. <laughs> we have our guest, Ali Coluccio. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, so today we'll be talking about Minute 66 which starts with Aragorn saying, great kings of men, and ends with Frodo saying, I think a servant of the enemy would look fairer. Dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) This minute is mostly uh, just an Aragorn monologue. And then walk, walk, walk. Walk, walk, walk. (laughs) Walk, walk, walk. Hobbits chit-chatting. Hobbits chit-chatting. Hobbits talking smack. Well, I mean, <laughs> Mary's just like Hobbit. Frodo. I don't. I don't trust this guy. <laughs> Screw this guy. I don't like this guy. Well, he he saved their lives. Yeah, but Mary just looks so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Mary I don't wants want to be part back of this. With, he just found out beer came in pints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be back at the tavern. Isn't what are these horse monster people things? Before I knew what a Nazgul was, I had a beer, a pint of beer. You <laughs> took Nazgul this away from me, Strider. Yeah. <laughs> Strider robbed Mary of his innocent times. Oh. I don't think Mary's ever been innocent. His pre Nazgul world. Pre Nazgul and post Nazgul. Yes. <laughs> Mary now lives in a in a post Nazgul reality. <laughs> what well, is like post Nazgul depression? Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually, speaking of the Nazgul, I really like that one, two, three edit of the the different shots. Oh yeah, they're real quick. Like, here's a silhouetted horse dude with, on a horse. Here's a silhouetted dude on a horse, and it's farther here's two away. Two silhouetted dudes yeah. on a horse. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nice establishing shot to like remind you that there is a number of these things, mm-hmm. even though we just saw four. It's good to like see them spread out and give the the feel that they are all hunting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah, like in I, a pack. Yeah, and I think that like you see a couple up until this point, but like knowing that there are nine is kind of freaky. Yeah, right. Because the most we've seen together is just now the four. Well, the right. o- like the audience knows that there's nine, but they just found out that there's nine. Yeah. Well, and the audience only really knows that there's nine if they were like really taking in what Saruman is saying, because it's a fairly easy line to well, miss. You have, yeah. but there's that shot of them all leaving. Yeah, but I don't know if it would like register right away that that's nine guys on horseback. It happens pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, like you, you, like there's the one. Like, at first, you see the one, and then like when he like freaks out on the water, right. Um, and goes back like you see like that shot of like there's like a number of horses running but like mm-hmm. i don't think i register until like this monologue that it's like oh there's there's like a lot of these guys yeah right it's not just like one dude and his two buddies it's like <laughs> the nine baddest dudes in the land <laughs> it's like a whole cadre of them it's a, this is a gang okay. it's nine guys <laughs> it's a nazgul gang that's right. The Naz gang, if you will. Oh, no. <laughs> they just come out of the shadows, like, snapping their fingers. That's right. <laughs> it's like West Side Story. <laughs> We're from the uh, wrong side of the river. No. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, an unexpected musical. Yes. I would pay so much money for that. Right. I thought there was a musical. 
I'm um, sure there is, but I, I, I bet it doesn't yeah. have a Nas Gang. Probably, <laughs> probably not. not. I think there's like, and like there, and like I don't remember. It's been a really long time since I've actually listened yeah. to that. Like the Nas Gang, like they can have like the the short jeans and the turned out sneakers, <laughs> be like super like late 80s with it i thought you were talking about booty shorts for a hot second no. and i was like what not booty shorts <laughs> that's well that's what they wear under the robes clearly right clearly clearly they're all just wearing hot pants and nothing else <laughs> under underneath that wouldn't that chafe on the horse that'd be really uncomfortable yeah, it's just a creature of shadow it doesn't care <laughs> their nat schools are hanging out it's just yeah. a walk it's just a walking shadow with neon green hot pants oh no <laughs> If they remove the, the hood, it's like a morph suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those morph suits, just black. Just... Oh, no, I was thinking like tiger striped or like tiger striped or like neon green or something. Just the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's a sufficient sidetrack. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> my guy is taking us right off the rails. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> I um I also really enjoy the shot around 34 seconds in where it's kind of far away and you see them kind of cresting that hill and mm-hmm. breeze in the background. Yeah, like it's a really steep hill that they're coming up over yeah. to. I like that the hillside that they are on is the only thing that is lit. Mm. Um, and it, it actually reminds me of like those like chiaroscuro paintings from the Renaissance. Like high contrast. Oh, yeah, yeah, like with the shadow and the light. I mean, that's very much when Aragorn is looking out the window in Bree, mm-hmm. that's very much like a Baroque lit style. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's the, I'm not as good as, I'm not as good as I should be with like famous painting. Rembrandt? Yeah, yeah, Rembrandt. Yeah. There you go. That's she a good knew one. where I was I don't know going. if that's Baroque, but like, that's what I, like, I feel yeah, like that's what I, it's not Baroque, but it's, you know, it's later than that. The, yeah, the, that really like, high like, contrast. Yeah. yeah it's like almost like a Renaissance warm, style window. That, like, warm candle lit kind of mm-hmm. spotlighty thing. And then everything else is bathed in shadow. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about spooky things. It's like, like creepy the... storytelling times. It's like. Yeah. You gotta um, hold the flashlight up to your your, your grizzled face. Yeah, and... Neither living nor dead looks out the window. Ooh, <laughs> wind <laughs> chimes. I love the way he says "into the wild." Oh, <laughs> there's you can you can really kind of tell maybe that this is was near the beginning of anything they recorded with Vigo mm. because he doesn't speak in quite this same way. For the rest of the movie, I don't know. It's like really gravelly and attractive. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. speak with I, the same voice for like pretty much the rest of the movie after yeah. this. Because I, I think, feel like once you find out he's Aragorn, oops, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that like he kind of goes into like a different. It's like he's not Strider anymore. Right, like Strider is is a total front. So he mm-hmm. he's just trying to be more douchey. I don't think yeah. he's trying to be more douchey. It's it's maybe like a. I don't know. Like, like a different personality. personality. Yeah. yeah. He's he's more broody and, and dark. I like it. I Leave me it. alone. I don't know. I like broody Aragorn more than like angsty Aragorn. Yeah. Well, I think everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like badass. Well, we're doing this now, Aragorn. That's my favorite there's Aragorn. There's something about like broody, gravelly voiced Viggo yeah. Mortensen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I I like all the all the Aragorn stuff where he's just like, well, we're doing this now. Okay. Yeah. Time to fight. Oh, look, a troll. <laughs> look at these hundred orcs I'm going to kill by myself. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Let's put sunglasses on. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> Let's get to work. I was yep. going to say, there's got to be a gif of him somewhere with like the sunglasses, that, like the 8-bit sunglasses yeah. that come down. Yeah, they just like fall down out of the top of the screen. <laughs> like, some deal orcs. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us hunt orc. <laughs> And then the camera pans and like, let's say Gimli are wearing them too. That'd be the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there... Is there a blooper reel for this? There's gotta be. Have we talked about it? I you, There's definitely some bloopers present in some of the special material that we've watched. Yeah, but there's not like a dedicated like, blooper reel. Right, like Christopher, Christopher Lee freaking out about his robe. Yeah. That's a fantastic <laughs> blooper. <laughs> Tripping on the steps and just like swearing at all the cameramen around him. <laughs> It's I have like not the, seen this. I need to go find this now. <laughs> I I really like. I don't know if there's footage of it because I really I really want it. Because yeah. he he talks about it in the commentary. No, there there was a there was a very like brief clip of it in some oh, of the special there? in the featurette. I don't remember this. Yeah, I need to go find it again. He's this like is... waving his arms around and he's just like, "I am so done with this <laughs> goddamn rope." <laughs> I feel like this is very different than the Ray Fiennes Voldemort robe stories, where it was like what to wear under it, and I think he ended up settling on like thigh high stockings and oh garter. Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious! Because it was just too hot under them for anything yeah. else, but like that's... they needed something on his legs. That's amazing. Like underneath, like wizard style robes, everyone's yeah. Frankenfurter. Yeah, exactly. Into it. <laughs> Just Ian McKellen picks up the robe. Fishnets. <laughs> I'm sure there, and, and I know, like, Tumbo has a whole bunch of fan art of, like, Voldemort with, like, garters on. It's amazing. Okay, that explains so much about <laughs> my previous internet experience now. <laughs> Welcome to Tumblr. Uh, no, that story just makes, everything makes so much more sense. <laughs> Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's a silly goodness. place. <laughs> so, Allie, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your relationship to Lord of the Rings, either the movies or the books, and um, like what what you like about it? Um, so, and I feel like this is probably accurate for most people my age. My first exposure to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings were like the 70s cartoons. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who made them. Like what company made them, um, and then the, I read the Hobbit the as a kid. Movies, right? Yeah, I, yes. it, I think one of them is made by Rankin Bass. Yeah, really? them, yeah. I think oh, the okay. first one is Rankin Bass, and then Hobbit the other one, Bass. then the other ones are made by a different company. But oh, okay. there's some there's Rankin Bass ones, and then there's another one. Weird. Yeah, crazy. And um, you know, I, we we should know that since podcast, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure time. it out. Someone will fact check and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I watched that, but my dad was, like, a huge, is, I shouldn't say was, my dad is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. Like, rereads it once every couple of years, like, start to finish. So, like, I feel like I read The Hobbit when I was, like, 11. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I started reading Lord of the Rings and I was just like, my brain is too small for these giant books. Um, <laughs> I love them. They're very difficult. Um, but I vaguely remember the Lord of the Rings cartoon movies. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I watched those too. And like, those were pretty cool. Um, and then, so I went back to reading the books when the movies came out. Mm-hmm. Um, except I only read the first one. Shh, don't tell. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're a lot. They um, are. And I know that it like, I mean, it, they're the books that like defined high fantasy as a genre. Um, but high fantasy is a little bit uh, difficult sometimes to get through. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of world building and a lot of details and minutia. But um, Mary and Pippin are like my favorite things in the world. <laughs> yeah, Pippin's my favorite. I, I just, love him. I love, I love both of them and like just their like Hobbit-esque shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a shorter person who is fond of drinking, so <laughs> I feel like hobbits are my kindred spirit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I you know I remember like seeing all of the Lord of the Ring movies like opening day or close to opening day uh, every year, like it like being a thing. Um. And then, but it's been a while since I've actually like gone back and revisited them. Mm-hmm. So I like that the podcast was a good excuse to um to rewatch the first movie because um, I think it had been a few years since the last time I saw it. Yeah, no worries. It's been like over a decade since I saw them last before starting this. So when did they come out? Like, what year did they come out? Uh, the first one came out in oh one. Oh one oh two oh three. Yeah. Oh wow. And the the first two, I think, were uh, essentially Christmas releases, December releases. Yeah. But Return of the yeah. King was a May release. Yeah, actually, thank you for reminding me. The The day that this episode comes out is the 15th anniversary of The Fellowship of the Ring being released in the United States. Oh, oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I remember them being, like, Christmassy type things. But then, like, they did, like, the classic, like, Two Towers. Two Towers is the middle one, right? Yes. yes. It like ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was like the following May that it came out. So like yeah, there was wasn't like, like that long gap to wait. Yeah. yeah it was five like months later. Or did I make that up? No, I think no, that, that's I think what they did. Correct. I missed them in theaters because my dad, my dad was a book purist. So he's like, you need to read these before you see the movie. So my, I, my dad is, is very upset that Tom Bombadil never made his yeah. way into the movies. <laughs> As am as, I. <laughs> yes, as as I talked about at, at fairly length. great length uh, <laughs> a couple not weeks this past ago, week, the one before. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just funny because I'm I'm like they spend a lot of time in Hobbiton. Like, why is Tom Bombadil like not around? Yeah, right. And where's, like, where's the whole, Tom like, Bombadilo? That dude, we need him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, literally an hour to get out of the Shire. You couldn't spare fifteen <laughs> yeah, minutes for our, our dude. <laughs> Well, it was funny, like, that's why I was, I was thinking, I was like, I felt like this stuff happened, like, before the Prancing Pony, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh no, it's just an hour of (laughs) trying to get there. Right. All right. Like, can you imagine, 
I know there's so much stuff that they cut and so much stuff they wanted to do, but like being in the meetings where they're talking about how long this is going to take to get to different places. Mm-hmm. When when Peter sits down with the movie to chop it up and like put it together, he's just like, "All right, so I've made my first pass of cuts, and it still takes an hour to get debris." <laughs> <laughs> and then the studio must have just been like, "What?" <laughs> But it's just so funny because I and I really wish that like they let him do the Hobbit first, mm-hmm. so that like it would have been that one movie that did really that that was good and did really well, and then they would have let him do two movies per book, like he planned out for this. Yeah. I think of three movies of Hobbit. I think he is he's like more interested in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because um, like he started writing the script for this back in like ninety seven. Um, or possibly earlier, and he he like sk- purposely skipped over The Hobbit, and I don't like it's kind of a weird narrative choice, but I think he's just more interested in like. Well, I think that's that's the bigger, more epic story, right? Yeah. The problem of making like a big budget Hobbit movie, as we saw <laughs> when it was done, oh, is a he- problem of tone. Because The Hobbit is a very children's book toned book. It's not Until very dark. Dies. It's not very scary. Like the, the Hobbit, as written, is not a very scary book. It's not overly filled with action. I still think the biggest action scene. What's the first thing that happens? Tolkien didn't write it. He knocked Bilbo out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still think they could have done it well in two movies. Yeah. But yeah. the, the problem with doing it first is a problem of tone, because if you then make the Hobbit movies first, but you make it in a tone like this, right? people are going to not think that you're doing justice to the book as a work of adaptation. And that might hurt your ability to go out and make the next ones. Yeah. And then what we got was the opposite problem. He made these ones in this tone and then tried to make the Hobbit movies match in tone. Yeah. And it doesn't really work. Like Batman and Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen Batman vs. Superman. It's okay. You're not missing anything. <laughs> I keep being told that. I assume that when I finally see it, I'll like it because I'm one of those few people out there that liked Man of Steel. I heard that. So. Oh. No, no, no. no. I, didn't, I, di- I didn't hate Man of Steel. Like, if you go into Man of Steel as like, this is a science fiction movie, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Like, it makes cohesive sense. Like, it's... I mean, it's it's not my, a bad movie. My um, favorite Superman stories are the stories where he's not allowed to make a third choice. He has to pick one of two bad ones. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of that, but it's like everyone is just making bad choices. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they really don't need to. And it also does not make sense. Like, I think there Man are things of Steel like, got Man aspects of Steel right. He, it got aspects right. And then what they got right, they got really right. And then what they got wrong was really, really bad. Um, which kind of, I don't know. On I but, liked it but, coming out, but like coming out of the theater. But then I was just like, oh, I don't know. But the big thing is, they have they had the Dark Knight, or they've got the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, right? Which are a fantastic Batman movies, and they tried to match Superman the tone of Superman stories to Batman stories, and right. it just doesn't right work. Because at the end of the day, Superman stories are supposed to be about hope. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Batman's just, you know, on Batman. Batman's, <laughs> Batman's Batman. stories are about what is the cost of being a hero. Yeah. Right. And Superman stories are about, like, what is the good a hero does. Like, right. it's two very different things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still think they, like, could have made The Hobbit a little more, yeah. like, not even better, but just change the tone more which i think there was what, a lot of singing in that first movie that i, I was not loved expecting. it i loved, <laughs> I loved it. it but i was not expecting that yeah and i think like if guillermo del toro had followed through we would have gotten something very interesting yeah um but then like peter jackson had to take over and he didn't want to do it so that kind of bleeds into it and yeah all that good stuff oh boy <laughs> oh boy so do we have anything else for this minute? Uh, the only other uh, thing about this minute is when they start trompsing through the woods. Trompsing? Trompsing through the woods. <laughs> into the wild. Yeah. Oh, the best. Uh, we hear the Fellowship theme start to become a little bigger. It mm -hmm. pulls together more because now mm -hmm. we have another member. It's stretched out a little bit, though. Yeah. The notes are very long, and I like that there is more... There, there are more instruments than before yeah. there were, like, in previous, yeah. like, I don't remember. Iterations. Iterations, yes. That's the word yes. that I'm looking for. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't talk today, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool that, like, the the theme is building as well along with yeah. the characters yeah. we're seeing in the movie. So it's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I like and it's something that most people probably never even really pick up pick up on. Yeah, well, Not yeah, and, I, and I don't think it's subtle. I think. Yeah, and I don't think you'd pick up on it until you're at like a, you know, like on a second or third viewing because you've mm -hmm. got to hear kind of the theme in its full, you know, like fullness to yeah. realize that that's what they're doing. It's almost like a reprise before you hear the initial song. Yeah. yeah foreshadowing it's like it's deconstructing you have to listen to the whole thing in order to notice when it's building to itself yeah and the fellowship theme is great i love the fellowship yeah theme. so good the most um bombastic it's get it gets is in rivendell right or when they're leaving rivendell maybe yeah we hear it in moria too don't we i, I think the i think the run down remember. i think the run to the bridge also uses the fellowship theme maybe it might, but I feel like it's it's at its biggest when they're in Rivendell. Yeah, because yeah. that's like the height. Well, that's when it's formed. Right. So, you know, this is important. You will da -da -da -da. be the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. <laughs> the music swells. Then... musical cue. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for dropping the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> They couldn't. I love not. when they do that. It's so it's such a cheap thing, but I love when they say the name of the thing in the thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like when they say we gotta go back to the future and back yeah. to the future. It family makes Guy makes fun of that in a way that I think is actually really funny. Yeah, um, there's a there's a Family Guy joke. Peter's sitting in the movie theater and he's watching Superman, mm -hmm. and it's just like, and the the Superman character in the movie looks directly at the camera and says, "This is Superman for the quest for peace," or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he says. And then, and then just continues on. <laughs> then continues on. That's funny. That would be really funny. That'd be completely different if Elrond just looked into the camera and was like, the Fellowship of the Ring. Dun -dun. <laughs> and raises one of his big Hugo weaving eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. He is. 
He's the He's greatest. Wonderful. I don't know when you know, we see him eventually. The first movie I ever saw you go weaving in, and I can't remember the name of it right now off the top of my head. Priscilla Queen of the Desert? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the one. He's in drag, like almost the entire movie. Nice. Yeah. That movie is amazing. It's, it's really so funny. Weird. It's pretty fantastic. That's, is that Baz Luhrmann or is that not? Or did I, am I making that up? Oh, I don't it's, know. I'm bad at remembering directors. It is. A, it, I mean, it is a. I know it's an Australian film. Um, yeah. But it is. It kind of has that like weird, but like beautifully produced and filmed, um, like strictly ballroomed kind of thing. But yeah. I don't think it's. Um, I don't know. No, I don't think it's Baz Luhrmann. I saw that movie at a fairly fairly young age, I think, (laughs) to see that movie. I think it was like 13, 14, maybe. And they're on like a, like, it's not a school bus, but it feels like like this like junky bus out like out by Alice Spring. Like, so it's just like desert out back. Yeah. That's awesome. And like amazing costumes. It's worth a watch. I'll have to find it. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm always down for actors I admire and drag. I can't remember who the other two people in that movie are because it's three. It's three relatively big names. We should do that for a weekend edition for we our should. Go Weaving. We should. <laughs> yeah, it's a, see, everyone's going to expect you to do the Matrix trilogy, but you it's should like, do no. Pris- we're doing uh-huh. this. Our You Go Weekend begins with Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> oh, well, actually, it's the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Hugo Weaving, Guy Pierce, and Terrence Stamp. Oh my God! Guy Pierce is the other one who's in it. Guy Pierce. Uh, and Stephen Elliott was the director. Thank you, smartphone. <laughs> so it was we not Baz Luhrmann. That's awesome. I'm I'm really bad at remembering directors anyway, so I wouldn't I would wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> Unless it's like Steven Spielberg or yeah. something like that. I'm just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> that that one guy with the face. Anyway. <laughs> We we are from the website duelinggenre.com. You can email us, contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. We're on Twitter at lotrminute, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. Um, you can like us on Facebook and join our Facebook listener group. Um, give us a five-star review on iTunes, as well as checking out the other podcasts on Dueling Genre, such as The Doctor's Companion, which Allie has guested on before. Um, we talk back about to the future minute. Versus- yeah. Back to the Future Minute, which I assume you've been on. Yes. Um, and Geek by Night, which is our fictional audio drama podcast. And Harry Potter Minute. Um, and you can also check out our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. We have also have a one-time donation button and merch on the site. Um, and you can follow Allie on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's Wonder Allie, A-L-I. Um, and I just do stuff there. Do the things. <laughs> Say things that are 400 characters or less. 400. <laughs> 140. Wow. Well, so clearly less than 400. Four, so, 100, 140. Slightly you know. more than a quarter of 400. There are, there's a four and a zero in both of those numbers. Yeah, two and out of three is not bad. Sorry. As Meatloaf once said, two out of three. <laughs> and special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Thank you for joining us, Allie, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.